welcome back to the next episode of Grim Lore, the lore podcast for all your Warhammer fantasy and Age of Sigmar needs. Sorry, I have my nose pinched together right now because the stench from last episode was not a beastman attack. It was much worse. That being said, we have ourselves a new guest. Welcome the powerlifting knight of Nurgle, Big Joe G. Oh. Welcome to the party, boys. I'm taking over. Uh, Ray, do you have some kind of elven magic to make the stench go away? Yeah, but it only works for me. Sorry. Shit. Well, I don't smell anything. Lucky. <laughs> well, Ray's here to teach us about the wonderful world of Warhammer Fantasy. So, since you're here, might as well join us at the table. Drop your weapons and your Nurgle demon stuff and just enjoy a ale or some sludge. Hey, bartender. Get him something from the outhouse. Mm. <laughs> it's fresh. I was just in there. <sighs> and uh, what the what? Who's in the chapter? Slappy, what are you doing here? Yeah, I just woke up. Ray, did you know basement. we had a basement? <laughs> um, that's usually where I keep my warp stone, but I see it's being rented out as a bedroom. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well then little awkward there okay i guess we have another guest welcome back everyone to the noble chaos dwarf slappy yep. hello he fell asleep from the warp zone he clearly inhaled yeah, he's, yeah, he's passed out drunk okay and uh why is the door busted open oh ray you better hide under the table here comes that night again oh shit hi yeah, there slub I smelled a mixture of treef and shit. I see the shit. Where's the treef at? I don't know. He might be off in the woods smell, uh, sniffing some, some warp dust. Yes. He is not hiding under the table. Shut up, Ray. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. The guy at the front door took my sword. So I had to <laughs> spit in this guy's face, but he seems to be into it. <laughs> Wait, are you just spitting on everybody's face? Because count me in. No. Yeah, I just <laughs> spit in your face, bro. Well, I do, it again. Right? do it again. I don't notice. Well, dear listeners, welcome back our Bretonian night guest, Sif Lovemont. Right down his throat. Oh, God. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> Why? I mean, the Nurgle demon would be into it, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I was wow. just by a little bit Slaneshi when I was little, but you know, oh, <laughs> it's traumatic. It sticks with you. <laughs> Mom always did say, "Looks good as a Slaneshi demon." <laughs> oh. All right, five it's not people. Funny. Don't one mock podcast. my uncle. This is going to be quite the ambitious episode, I believe. It's gonna be insane. Oh, so excited! So excited! Oh shit! I was about to move him. I mean, yes. Okay. Well, let's all just, uh, while we're all here, everyone is disarmed, and we will pinch our collective noses from Big Joe's Nurgle stench, and let's learn about some Warhammer fantasy. Ray, what are you going to teach us today? Oh, your problem um, is. Okay. <laughs> I don't smell anything. Yes, you also didn't see the, uh, the fluids leaking all over the floor. I, I just don't look. It. It's not there. The bartender, he gets some barmaids. Keep them on the clock. <laughs> no, I'm not paying them overtime. Get the scaven. Uh, uh, oh, wait. 
Nope, Skavener did. Skavener actually involved in this episode. The Skaven? The Skaven, yes, yes. Oh, okay then. Do we need to bar the doors, make sure they're not in our walls again? Oh, don't worry, we're safe. We're very much safe. Okay, good. Because I hired remember, the snake is kinda... good, the snake is grand. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but um, are we doing announcements now, or do you want to do them after after we go through the episode, Gerald? Um, uh, Let's save it for the end. Give our dear listeners something to wait for. Ooh, excellent. Perfect. And our, our beloved guests. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. All right. So uh, this episode, I would just like to say... Reason why is this game going to be involved is because this episode is actually a another sponsored episode from the noble Chaos Dwarf Slappy, who, because of his $10 patronage on our Patreon, he got to decide the previous episode and this episode. So this episode will be on the Lizardmen. And why I said the Skaven will be involved is because Skaven, if you remember first episode, did have a minor event with the uh with the uh lizard men so you guys have that to look forward to because we'll be covering that covering that soon Ooh, excellent excellent and hey is our patron awake here hey hey there you go try to pick him <laughs> in the head yeah i'm i'm here okay he's awake good daddy i'll well spit in his face if i need to <laughs> you know i don't think you really spit in my face last time you should do it again <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh God! I can't wait to talk about the American government <laughs> and the okay. lizards that run it. Put chemicals in the water to turn the freaking lizard men gay. <laughs> I'm drinking Sprite. What the fuck? It almost came out my nose. Sorry. <laughs> it was all really the Skaven's fault. They're turning the seraphim gay. They're trying to turn the lizard men gay. <laughs> Oh, uh, not even five minutes into this episode, we're already off the rails. This is either going to be like rails. the most with. viewed or the least viewed or listened to. So it's gonna it's gonna be all of the above. Uh, <laughs> failing upwards, boys. That's how I made my job. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. So we ready to begin? Let's do this. Let's talk some lizard folk. Hang on. You remember what we gotta do before we do an official episode. Gerald, what did we cover last last episode? Ah, uh, crap. Let me get my timer ready. <clears throat> One minute timer. Okay. Per the Noble Slappies patronage, we talk about the Beastmen of Chaos, also known as the True Children of Chaos. We talk about how they came to be, which are uh, four possible origin stories, and one of them being the stupid one that GW decided was going to be real that somehow involves Sinesh that I refuse to talk about because I do not want to censor myself. <clears throat> Anyways, and there was a one badass Beastman called Malagor the Malagor the Dark Omen. And he was a boss. Anyways, so, beastmen are not treated well by society in lore and without, even though they really do a lot, they really do wreck a lot of shit in uh, fantasy. So, um, they're kind of like that unsung, unwanted, redheaded stepchild, so to speak. But um, they're pretty cool. There's, uh, you know, bovine, zangors, minotaurs and stuff, and it's actually kind of awesome and creepy at the same time. And mic drop. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. 
So that was Elizabeth. Good job. No one has to watch the previous episode. Don't worry, guys. You got this. But watch it anyway. There's, there's a lot of good jokes in there. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on jail to make my job relevant. <laughs> All right. So, yes. Today, we're going to be covering the lizard men. The, uh, the wonderful lizard folk. The cold bloods. And the, uh, the advisors to the old ones. So. Ooh. They advise the old ones? They the were. Ones advise them. Um, they, they were actually. You know how in Warhammer uh, 40k, the emperor had like the his custodians advised him, like he like he would he would confer to them for their opinions, and he would always get he would always care about what they thought first. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Well, it's it's basically that. <laughs> yes, I do. So basically, a confirmation of what he's doing. Yeah. Sidebar: Who is the emperor? Um, he was this guy who was kind of cool, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're making. And what is Warhammer 40k? It is a wonderful, beautiful place that everyone should be involved in, but they should not give GW money. Oh, too late. <laughs> I had four kids at one point, or I had five kids. I mean, I forgot about my fourth. <laughs> <laughs> He's so. Oh my god. Okay, you skipped over. You said five and skipped over the fourth one. Oh yeah, well, I was gonna say I sold my fourth kid. I'm like, oh no, I have four kids already. <laughs> I ruined the joke. Never mind, guys. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not funny. It's too much of the sale of this pus. Future lifestyle. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, anyways, and all the fluids on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, so to go over the lizard men and their origins. So, for those of you who have watched or listened to our uh, our second episode, and for Jill who was on it, and Slappy, he was also on, I think, or was he on the third one? Mm, he was on, I think it was it was the third one. <clears throat> okay, he was on the third one. Yeah, I don't think Mark was on the second one either. Not the third one either. Okay, well, either way, yeah, it was Mark. Yeah, it was Mark and Slappy. They were they were both on the third one. Yes. Okay. Regardless, there's a spider. <laughs> yeah, the big spider. That was cool. And I believe I said about 20 words. So, all right, let's shoot for 21 <laughs> this time. We're going to shoot for 21 today. <laughs> Sloppy's going to be 21 today. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> anyway, uh, there were nowhere else to begin with. <laughs> we're free balling this. <laughs> yep. All right. So, anyway, go back, back, to, back to the script. Um, so, those of you who watched your second episode, you guys would know that the world of uh, Warhammer Fantasy, the known world, used to actually be a like a death world from Warhammer 40k, where it was a world that was extremely cold, extremely hostile, and basically every single life form on the planet was an apex predator. Um, that was until the old ones decided they wanted to fuck up another universe with their existence. So, <laughs> because um, it's not easy being green, the Canadians. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> Canadian old ones. I mean, they have good health care. Hey, we wear toques, our scepters, our hockey sticks, and then our symbol is an upside down igloo. Hey, eh? uh, I mean, the old ones do have fucking uh, what's it called? T- uh, Ziggurats, so the ziggurats could be igloos. Oh, hey, you can't, you can't say that. Yeah, that's our word. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> that's, that's not appropriate. Ooh, Why can't say ziggurats? We'll let you say ziggurats. Whoa, hey, buddy. <laughs> Why can't the Canadian say that? <laughs> Bring out the hard Z's. Simmer, simmer down there, buddy. <laughs> Go back Whoa. in there and eat your Timbits, bud. <laughs> Got an upper decky there, yeah. <laughs> this whole podcast is just be me giggling the whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward giggling in the background. Right here. Oh. Hey, boys. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yes, the old ones have always had the uh, goal in Warhammer Fantasy, anyway, to stop chaos. And so they decided their goal is to basically find planets that could basically be a challenge to chaos to stop it in some way. And anytime a world doesn't meet their expectations, they just abandon it. And so the known world was basically their next planet they were going to throw at chaos and hope for the best. Where Sounds are like you, dad. old ones? Oh, we're just going to go out to get milk. We'll be right back. We promise. <laughs> so I have a question. Yes. We have an answer. Did, did these things do they all have like planetary travel they do yes they have spaceships so how the fuck is that <laughs> how That's does it work I, was, I thought it was fantasy yeah what yes. he said um it is fantasy but because gw wants to connect uh warmer fantasy and 40k they need to like find a way to connect the two plus there's always that whole ancient um like ancient civilization thing where like the previous civilization had like super advanced technology, so they wanted to play with that. Like That's as a concept. Whack. Whack. Giant lizard frog whack. people. Whack. <laughs> Giant There's rat people. Hops. Whack. Whack. There's space travel. Whack. Giant warp stone green moon. Whack. Skaven. Whack. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Being ugly subhumans. Whack. <laughs> the ugly non-nurgle infested humans whack <laughs> no more like cough cough <laughs> yeah, there goes another patron hey bartender get the grave digger <laughs> it's just jack waiting to grab their souls your soul is mine grave digger <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, i ain't saying god, she a why? grave digger <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> if you guys didn't like the idea of them, you know, having spaceships, consider now that they are going to terraform the planets. Oh, they got now, the troubles. How the old ones terraform the planet is fucking hilarious because the planet, like, basically had a very slow rotation from what it's been like told was the ancient world and was very far from its system star and had a very awkward axial tilt. So the ones basically fixed all of those things. <laughs> They gave it a like standard Earth-like rotation, so they basically made it so it have a twenty-four hour or rather twenty-three hour day. They tilted the planet's axis to make it more similar to Earth, so they basically make give it a closer to like standard zero degree axis, and then they basically just moved the sun, the planet closer to the sun. Oh no, Ted! A little bit closer to your left. You're left. No, no, you're <laughs> left. You're left. Oh, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> so that's just an idea of the type of like powers we're working with here for the old ones. Oh, it makes no sense, but I'm gonna just yeah. go with it. 
It's worth no, it. I understood just, every just little word it. of it. You're the boss See, here, even man. The Brito- even the Bretonian gets it. Makes complete sense to me. As Flub would say about fantasy football, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, now the old ones, while they worry about terraforming the planets, as in moving closer to the sun, they needed someone to basically deal with the... Like, if they were basically the macro engineers, they needed someone to be the micro engineers. So that's where the old ones had their their um, subspecies, their advisors, their assistants, their, you know, just general kind of, like, workers. Even, well, I guess I mean their workers, but, like, their understudies almost. And these were the slan, which are basically, like, one step below old ones in terms of, like, ability, in terms of, like... Everything basically. So if the old, so if the slan or like toad people, it's it's said that the old ones were like basically even bigger, more powerful toad people. I'm now imagining an obese Kermit the Frog in a toque with a hockey stick. <laughs> That's terrible! How dare you, you you rude little trolls! Sounds uh, hot. <laughs> why were there reptiles on a planet covered in ice? That's no, a good no, question. no. The- the, ro- the the reptiles came to the planet covered in ice. Uh, hey, why would they want to go there? But yeah, but same. Why problem. would they come? <laughs> I mean, the idea is they look for planets that have like a certain spark of potential for life, and typically have a very like hardy population. So think of it kind of like how Space Marines recruit in 40k, where it's like they try to pick the most extremos like hardy um individuals is very similar to the old ones where they'll look for a planet that has like yeah, some yeah. form of stopping power like basically like oh this world has the potential to be a very good like speed bump for chaos yeah but it's cold and reptiles don't really do well in cold kind of that's like why they move humans. the closer to the sun oh, I, I knew that <laughs> <laughs> But yes, they moved it close to the sun, and this caused a you know a naturally a mass extinction event where like temperatures just rapidly accelerated because you know they're literally yeah, moving closer to the sun. Yeah, fuck them. So, <laughs> Falcom. <laughs> you might say Falcom, if you will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Good so days of whistle land. <laughs> whistle uh, land. Oh, uh, invisible lands. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, because the old, the, sl- the old ones were focusing on the macro scale, they needed someone to do the micro scale. So they basically took their assistants. Their I loved slant, him on dirty jobs. Basically, <laughs> 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 so like while the old ones were like you know shaping the world, rotating it perfectly, adjusting its axial tilt, and moving the the plant close to the sun, they were like making the rivers and like lifting the mountains and like starting continental drift continental drift that's what they say when I jump off the trampoline (laughs) get it because I'm fat (laughs) praise be the grandfather let's move on (laughs) I'm gonna fucking spit Make sure oh, it's God. on him. Oh, oh, please! No, he's into that. I paid all this money to get into this tavern. I'm gonna get it. My money's worth. 
<laughs> he says he slowly strokes his nipples. <laughs> Sidebar, I walked up the stairs the other day, sorry, real quick, and my son, my six-year-old, was just pulling on his nipples. I'm like, Eli, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. <laughs> Stop playing with your nipples. He's like, I wasn't. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> That sounds like you need to mind your fucking business, Joe. Damn. <laughs> Kids are weird, man. You know what's really weird? It's the motives of the old ones and the living. <laughs> Bring it back in. Let's party. <laughs> Perfect segue. I'm a professional. We're keeping all of this. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, okay, so now, while the slider were doing their whole thing and the old ones were doing their thing, there was still the whole issue with, you know, all the Apex Predators are on the planet that didn't die. So, you know, those 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 had to go. So, Gerald, what did the old ones do to relocate <laughs> these uh these these beautiful majestic creatures of the uh known world? They used the, uh, they had some warp gates on each of the poles, correct? To uh yes. ferry their lizardmen folk and all their other little happy little creations, kind of like many eyes of terror. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Oh, so yes, the old ones created the polar gates, and it basically allowed them to, for lack of a better word, invade the planets. And it allowed them to bring, um, like you had the Slan right as as their uh, as their advisors, but the old ones, as powerful as they were, were they were kind of pacifists. They did not prefer to engage in combat. That did not mean that they did not they did not mind creating species to fight for them. So while they had the slan, they also created the uh, Saurus, who are basically eight foot tall, blue scaled lizard m- monsters that are very strong and very hard to put down. Sounds like my kind of woman. Oh, they're very attractive. <laughs> they're very attractive. Oh my! And they all have no gender. <laughs> now it's a party. Uh, they're liberals. <laughs> oh God! Not again. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I can't drink right now. I have to put my fucking drink down. Okay. So yes, that was the that was the old one that created the sources. And they let them loose across the planet to basically get rid of all the potential apex predators on the planet. They left at the bottom one percent because they were deemed, you know, not dangerous enough to be worth killing, and they left the top one hundred one percent. Because those things were too fucking hard to kill. So everything in between the top one and the bottom one percent were basically just completely wiped out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, in their place, they basically uplifted the uh, the elves, or they created the elves, whatever you want to view them as. And they basically helped create the elves to be one of their main weapons against chaos. Wait, so however this oh good. Sorry, did the old wait? So the old ones created the elves after they created the slain and the lizard men and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it also I should also add it depends on how you want to interpret it, because there are some um, interpretations where it was the old ones actually brought the elves 
from another world. Because how these um, polar gates work, they, they work almost like stargates. Like you basically walk into them and you can teleport from one side of the planet to the other. Or you can actually teleport to another planet somewhere in their basically geomantic web. Oh, kind of like the webway? Yes, it's almost like it's exactly the webway. <laughs> oh my gosh, these guys are very original. Very original. <laughs> this is I like to think of the elves here. as a mistake. <laughs> my mom said about they me. They weren't a mistake. They just weren't They weren't S tier. <laughs> <laughs> were they ever? Maybe middle B. <laughs> oh, then they made dwarves and they weren't S tier either. I think they're gross. Take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then they made the humans and they realized very quickly oh god that was a bad mistake put it behind the shed kill it fast <laughs> straight up F tier right there humans Ugh. a barf am I right <laughs> but then you eat the barf because that's what the grandfather would want oh god don't do it he's into that <laughs> don't let good fluids go to waste <laughs> but yes Oh, shoot, uh, previous, shoot. A few previous episodes ago, we also mentioned that they um, uplifted the ogres and also the halflings. Don't spoil it. I haven't finished the ogre episode yet. It's a good episode. We made fun of the white scars. Yes. Uh-oh. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> but yes, so they uplifted the ogres to be basically S-tier uh, warriors for them. But while they were doing all this whole like you know uplifting and transporting projects... The old ones were actually still developing or migrating some of their own species. So while they brought the sources on the first wave to, you know, kill everything, they need someone to build and to, you know, kind of be the engineers and the, and the, the architects to make up the space that's left behind from all the murder and, you know, genocide that the sources are causing. So they made the, the skinks who are basically these tiny little, almost like goblin-sized geckos, basically, for like lack of a better word. So like the Geico gecko? The Geico gecko, but cooler. Oh, that's not possible. If he had a mohawk. So now that they all have Australian accents. (laughs) I mean, they basically live in Australia. But worse. (laughs) Ugh. That's That's a complete dramatization, of course, but you get my point. Gross. They're all like from Panama. Basically. They're in southern they're in southern Panama. Hey, we better call Mark up here. There's a whole bunch of gua- whole bunch of little Guatemalan lizards lizards running around. <laughs> Not again. But yes, the uh the skinks, they're meant to be, you know, the architects engineers. They were also kind of meant to be the... <laughs> this is like really stupid, but I want to bring it up anyway. They were the messengers between the old ones. So, you know, the old ones would write on, like, stone tablets, and they would transfer these stone tablets to another old ones and be like, hey, this is a message. But, yeah, so just a funny image of these, you know, giant toads that are enormously powerful psychic wizards making these tiny little geckos write shit on stone for them to travel to the other guy beside them. I feel like there's a Ten Commandments joke in there. Oh, man, I'm going to hell for that. The Lord Jehovah has given unto you these 15... Ten! Ten commandments! <laughs> the designer of this idea had to have been on acid at the time. <laughs> well, because how do you, how there's got to be of, a better way. <laughs> the frogs are the gods, and then the lizards, and then there's these things called the skanks. Stones! <laughs> Morty, stones! 
I should mention, though, these stones are actually kind of important because the old ones, they didn't just use them to send messages. They also use them to basically record their plans because the old ones, although they were super intelligent, they needed to, like, you know, write down their goals. Like, our goal to defeat Chaos is to make sure the elves can conquer Atlantis, to make sure there's a strong human presence in the old world. You know, it was these... Like these long-term blueprints of how they want the world, all the continents to kind of drift apart. How they like they was basically we, we need to make sure it goes. This is our this is the prophecy, basically what's supposed to happen for us to succeed. So these stone tablets are kind are also important as humorous as they are being used to basically send Aztec text mail. <laughs> like to imagine the big toad just being like, "Bring this to bring this to Fred. It's hilarious." And his little skink is like struggling, just like tap, 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 tap. His little like web feet running across the stone floor, to, like to move five feet, gives Ted the stone tablet, and it's just a smiley face. You've got mail. Mm-hmm. One thing I think of when I think of the frogs talking, like the toads that are like in charge, is that dude from the Phantom Menace Star Wars episode that was like. He used to yeah, like the he, skinks. He would always be like, "Be gone with him, Nixon." Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, they could travel light years in two seconds, but it takes five years for you to tell Frank that, like, hey. Oh my god. Uh, I'm going to send a tablet to my friend Ted over here. W Y D. Now go with Skink and he just whips him. <laughs> and then he's like struggling and his feet are just like slipping across the floors. He's just booking it for his life. Oh, but you know, atop, atop besides the skinks, the slan, the so- the sources, they also got the uh, the croxigor, which I fucked up on in our in our first episode, calling them crocorex or whatever the fuck I said. Ray got something wrong. One time, people. One time. Up too late. The shame bell's already been rung, buddy. Shame, shame, shame. Ding dong, <laughs> ding dong. <laughs> Jared will edit him in post. I'll do but, the sound um, in my mouth. Ding dong, ding dong. What else that mouth do? <laughs> oh, you know, nothing I can legally say on while we recorded. I don't know. What I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm autistic. I don't know. Insert joke here. <laughs> something, something wieners. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. Come on, Flub. Be serious. <laughs> This is a serious face. Cock and balls, guys. Am I right? Hey, man. I, I mean, oh, gross. No, uh, I like how this has gone on so long. We're slamming past the intro again. We're coming to you live. Might as well stay until my kids get up. Let's party. Oh, so it's that kind of party. Fuck yeah. <laughs> They don't probably like slam party. Because slam party don't stop. How did uh, some lizard men coming in and they're naked? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, 
if they're naked, they can take a shotgun blast to the face. Are you really going to tell them to put armor on? That's fair. That's fair. You got me there. <laughs> Point taken. Joe, you idiot. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. They're learning to armor themselves. Oh, God. Not again. <laughs> Rest in peace. Puka lame. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> You do not need to flex on Kurt like that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're all gonna die. Okay, so anyway, they made the crocs the gore to basically be their pack animals, their uh, their their uh, manual labor animals, because they're basically just these giant fucking crocodiles, and basically like lumber, uh, like stone, and you know foundations around to like actually build shit. So these are basically four main sects of lizard men. The like I said, the Slan, the Sauruses, the Skinks, and the Croxgore. Boy, just fucking burped. Bless you. Thank you. So they're they're kind of racist, it sounds like. They're they're actually they're they're they have a caste system actually kind of like the Tau. Oh. Oh the Luckily, and the skinks are not at the bottom. Yay! Interesting. The skinks. I'd still somehow rather not be a skink, though. <laughs> hey, it's okay. The skinks do something cool later on. Damn, sounds too much like skank. Yeah. <laughs> like, way too much. Uh, and, hey, hang it on. Sounds like a slur. <laughs> now we're talking. Can, hang on, but consider. <laughs> consider, That's though, you get, to, you get to share the same species as basically their version of Caldor Drago, as in a warp. Berserk Doom guy. I mean, I don't know who that dude is to begin with, so. <laughs> Would you like a tangerine? <laughs> ah, TTS jokes. Oh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, anyway okay. As you, as you were saying. Yes. Okay. So, you know. The, that the joke was cringe, Rayway. Cringe, Ah. So those are those are, those are four um, sex and lizard men race, and they basically are in charge of you know stabilizing the world, building the foundations for everything, and making sh- and basically assisting the old ones as they uplift their other species and try to create the ideal weapon to fight chaos. The issue is they took so long doing this that chaos ended up invading anyway. Uh, the the tablet slowed them down as they should. As they should. <laughs> Praise be the grandfather. He gets he gets he gets a tablet. Honor to be his name. <laughs> he gets a tablet and it just says LOL as he's writing it and immediately the whole chaos invasion happens. Oh no. <laughs> Bear tell Timmy. Throws the tablet down, gives another tablet. S O S fucked up. No tablet. S O S K. Bring this to him. Resorts running. You hear a little tapping just trying to flip flop away. Like, oh god, why is it taking so long? <laughs> At which point the, the the fucking old one's like, that's it, I'll do it myself. Hey, lift me. And then a bunch of sources come in trying to lift him on a palanty, and he's just so fat they can't do it. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> They're like moving at the same speed as the fucking sink is running. Uh, relatable. <laughs> I spilled my drink. 
<laughs> and so something, te- something tells me that one old one reincarnated in Negresius. <laughs> Make Grecius proud. <laughs> Those that's that's really chaos invasion that happens. Now, luckily, the slant the lizard men were still around. The old ones were not. They basically seen the writing on the wall when chaos invaded, and they just fucking left. Sounds like my dad. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's a joke. My dad is around. Oh, mine wasn't. Oh well, well let's Oof. move on. Let's oh man, this got the... this got dark real quick. Uh, uh lizard men and uh oh god and such make it stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, Ted, we're gonna go get milk. Do you want two percent or whole? Um Ted? Ted? Oh shit, chaos demons got him. Okay, guys, time to go. <laughs> Wait, great old ones. Please, Tuss, what was your plan? Lol. <laughs> so serious, <laughs> serious question here. Yes. Okay. Do do lizards lay eggs? Okay, oh, so they're born as tadpoles in magic pools. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, he's sure. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, like how how does how does that shit work with me? Every question you have can be answered with magic. When no, in this old case, one, uh, daddy in this case old it's, it's science so advanced it basically is magic. <laughs> oh, like the Necrons. There's a whole lot of questions I have. <laughs> don't have a lot of answers, man. Basically, magic. the old ones created what are called spawning pools. They're basically like ponds that are glowing with energy, and they basically on the um, like the surface, like the lining of the pool. Um, like eggs will basically grow kind of like fungus underwater or like algae rather growing underwater and then they kind of just grow into tadpoles that really quickly reach maturity until until they be, until they basically just walk out of the pool so you can have wow. like you can have like a 10 foot by 10 foot like pool of water and then within like a couple hours an entire group of sources will come out so they just ejaculate into a pond no, oh, they're sexless, sexless liberals. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm confused. <laughs> it's I need to know the specifics. I don't so care about big stories. They're basically a bunch of rejected teenage mutant ninja turtles. Oh. Got it. The, the old ones basically made these pools. They're, and that's basic concepts. The old, the old ones made them, but they never made enough to like basically have a surplus. They only made enough of these spawning pools to make enough lizard man to assist them on top of the ones they brought with them from through their discount webway gates. So what they did was only and it was basically just to make an to use enough lizard men or have a lizard man, enough lizard men around to basically get the job done. So the old so the old ones made them, but the slan or the lizard men, they don't know how to make them because it's like technology too advanced for them to comprehend or some bullshit, you know. Science explanation. <laughs> Mm. In this fantasy setting, so okay, that does kind of beg the question though: is like, how, with the old ones being gone, how are there going to be? How are there more lizard men roaming about if they don't know how these things work? So once a, a pool, a spawning pool is made, it does not go away. It stays around unless it is corrupted by chaos. Let's say they let's say lizard men make a hundred of these spawning pools. 
Well, what happens is that these will continue to produce more and more lizard men basically infinitely. Even if the even if the sign go away, the pools will still exist and they'll continue producing um, more and more lizard men. So they they can they're almost like space marines where they can, they're self replenishing as long as they're left intact and they're left alone. <laughs> you know so, something crazy? Hmm? You could be just making shit up right now, and I'd still believe you. Yeah, what he said. What's what he said? Oh yeah, there's no like Warhammer fantasy. There's there's no such thing. This is all just made up by <laughs> And yet I'm I'm, I'm like the guy. What's that fucking uh, Sunny or it's called? Um, that fucking show and it's the guy with the murder boy. He's fucking losing his mind. Uh, said murder boner. Oh, it's always uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's always sunny where you just fucking just like oh, murder board. Just... The, the board, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that Charlie? Is that Charlie? I think so. <laughs> so but you know, this is all a grand conspiracy that Ray and I cooked up. <laughs> I got a Magnum condom for my Magnum dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's not related, but that's also from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Well, let's let's just sunny. start talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's also a good choice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of, it's always sunny at these at these uh, spawning ponds. So you so you're saying they can be corrupted by chaos. So say Joe over here decides to uh, use this as a toilet for the sake of Grandfather Nurgle. What happens Amen. then? Plus B. So basically, these pools are actually very sensitive to like basic chaos so if even a like it's just like oh i have to use a spell to corrupt it no if chaos in any way like touches these spawning pools the the spawning pool becomes infertile and, and no longer produces lizard men at all because mm. every time we touch i get this feeling okay so i guess on a more serious note i promise i can be serious sometimes is there any way to like Obviously, the chaos, but like, can you like physically destroy them, or are they basically just indestructible outside of chaos? You can, you yeah, can like, destroy them. You can destroy them naturally as well. So, like, let's say you bury the pool, then yeah, you can do that. But the issue is that these pools aren't just you know they're not just in the bush somewhere. They're they're in the, they're typically in the middle of lizardman territory. So if you wanted to like destroy one, you would have to physically go there and like bury it or act or like. Find somebody to like defile it or ruin it, basically. So Wouldn't get like work. a uh, stupid J Dragon Emperor to uh, toss a meteor at it, basically. Hey, that wasn't his fault. Okay, he was busy that he day. had one job. Support. One job. But yeah, so that that is a way that chaos can fuck with spine pools, which they did. And again, because the old ones were gone, there was no one around to make more of them or to fix the ones that were lost. So. During this event called the Great Cataclysm, where Chaos invaded, it was basically Listerman versus Chaos, and everyone else was on the sidelines, basically. Especially the dwarves, who were like, hey, that's a nice hole. See ya. That's what he said. <laughs> and the elves were like, oh, uh, that was dangerous. Should we stay on our island? Yeah, we should probably stay on our island. Oh, and then the humans were like, "Holy shit! There's demons everywhere. Let's start worshiping them." But yes, so the old ones and the lizard, so the, the little old ones are gone, and it's basically just a lizard men trying to, like, well, the elves 
helped with stopping chaos with magic and the dwarves were being the shock troopers in terms of like holding the front lines and like fighting where they can especially on the little gates of chaos the lizard men were basically fighting everywhere else and i mentioned this before in one of our previous episodes they took up residence specifically in uh, negaroth lustria and the southlands which in the map of warmer fantasy is the equivalent to um which would be the equivalent to uh, fucking South America, Africa, and North America. And the reason why they picked these three regions specifically was because they basically connected to the North and South Pole, which, again, for reference, is where chaos is invading from. So the idea was to set up places on these continents that were like directly connected to chaos to basically get there as soon as possible to fight them on their doorstep. But every single time Chaos pushes forward, they might find a spawning pool and they'll destroy it. That's limiting the amount of uh, Lizardmen that can be in that area. Not to mention all the rampant like human mutants, beastmen that are going around destroying shit. So it wasn't exactly a great time for anybody. <laughs> um, I also mentioned before that the Old Ones and Lizardmen, they built a number of temple cities across the planet. And they were all like specifically located. They were all specifically um, placed across the planet's surface to basically create this almost like network web of just like basically it was almost like a like a soccer net I mentioned before, where it's basically meant to contain magic in the world and like allow magic to flow through these different temples in a very safe, almost like um, like a circuit board. So it was basically meant to be a safe way to use magic. The problem is. As Chaos moved forward, they destroyed these temples one by one by one. And as they did, it made magic increasingly more unstable, which also made Chaos and the demons that spawned from Chaos even more powerful. So, just getting real. <laughs> and then, it basically got to the point where every single one of the, I believe, hundreds, and there was like, there's like, there's over a hundred of them anyway, of these temple cities, um, basically all of them were destroyed or occupied or ruined in some way by chaos, except for one. This one single-ass simple city was left holding on <laughs> in the face of, you know, infinite demons. <laughs> so, just another Tuesday for doom. For doom. Mm-hmm. Ripping Territory is done. Oh, I like doom. Oh. I need chill. <laughs> Very erect. I can only be so erect. Please stop. Two of us. A short dwarven pecker has erupted. Quagmire, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that you? Giggity giggity. Oh, no. So this last those short Pepsi cans. <laughs> so this last uh, temple city was called Itza. And it was the, I believe it was the most central of them. So it was the most well-defended, the most well-fortified, the most well-established when it came to, like, the magical network. And it was at this temple, like, this temple city, that I believe he's the last second-generation slam. Because every, basically, considered, like, every single spawning pool is unique to each Lizardman. And the thing about this, about every single one of the races, about the Lizardmen specifically... Is once they're born, they're biologically immortal, but they can be killed. And when they die, like basically every single time a a generation of lizard men are born, 
the generation that comes after it is usually less effective than the one that came before it. So for reference, while the first generation of Slam came with the old ones, the second generation were born from the spawning pools. And all the first generation Slam died in this war. And given the fact that I mentioned that the first generation Slam were able to, you know, move mountains and shit, the fact that they died in this war should speak, you know, volumes about how dangerous it was. Yeah, no shit. So while they all died, um, basically all the second generation died. There was only one left, and he was the fucking coolest one because his name was Lord Croak, <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. At the end of his story, does he uh, croak? Yes. So it's fitting. I hate you. you know he's called that because he's a frog. Yes. Very creative. I know. Truly, the uh, the writing of our generation in the form of Lord Croak. We're asking two pictures of him. Okay. Also, Joe, I hate you. <laughs> ah, I want to see if anybody was paying attention. I, was, I, the, I started busting out. But Lord Croak's really cool. He's very cool. Um, but looks like thing about life. him is that a helmet or a face mask? Or that's a face mask. What's the grand pussy? <laughs> oh my god oh. yes um basically lord croak was left defending itza and i should mention that well and itza is located in lustria so south america um basically everything in north america which is negaroth has been basically ruined by the demons the southlands have some for reference like, again, Africa has some of these temple cities, like, still standing, but they've basically been, like, ruined. And with it, with Lustria being the last place, especially Itza at its center, basically all of the um, lizard men, specifically the slans that were left, that had some power left, basically transformed the continent of Lustria, South America. Okay, basically, they tried, they, the, the old ones undid a lot of the you know apex predator all the destruction all the very dangerous animals on the planet when they arrived the slam basically undid their work and turned lustria which is a a jungleish region into basically katachan where it's a living murder jungle where the earth and the air itself are trying to kill you <laughs> that's, that's like a party man you know what i'm saying like <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. things is there's a swarm of bugs that if you pass through them, you, you pass through them fully fully clothed with, with your skin and everything. The moment you, you pass through them, you become nothing but bones because they basically like are little piranhas that basically rip you apart till you're nothing and you just die once you pass through them. I am <laughs> so metal. ready. Damn. Metal. <laughs> Yeah, no. got the giant Venus fly traps that um, actually are kind of like frogs, but they basically latch onto you and they try to eat you, and they they drip like acid. Are you sure a lot of this wasn't just like airdropped from Catachan by the old ones? And that's probably what it was. It was like um, spore the region, spore the region. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a pretty wild place. You know, there's you know mud pits. They they basically they basically made it turn into like a super deadly jungle. This was basically meant to slow down the demons that were already basically making huge headway and destroying the temple cities. 
But like I said, eventually Lush, uh, Itza was the last one standing because, you know, all the destruction. And while uh, Lord Krogh was basically leading the charge, like, again, he's just, by reference, he's kind of an older, he's an older slug lizard people, but they're immortal. So, like, I don't really know why it's important to mention he's old, but whatever. You're also looking. <laughs> he's very wise. I don't care. He's still ugly. <laughs> um, Damn, Slappy. I should I should mention that he can throw suns at people. Remember, kids, always judge a book by its cover. Amen. <laughs> that was in the Bible somewhere. Yeah, I, <laughs> I believe it. Act. Don't don't look that up. <laughs> With your source, I made it the fuck up. <laughs> Cite your sources. It's oh, so Slapalonians. 316. Sounds like pepperoni, and I'm getting hungry. Uh, Bartender, feed the Nurgle demon the pepperoni. (laughs) Oddly, the man had the same substance. (laughs) So, you know, uh, while Lord Croak is literally like throwing suns at these demons, he's casting all these spells. The demons are breaking down the doors, they're going to invade until eventually they do. They break down the walls and begin invading Itza. And it's at this moment that Lord Croak actually dis- like senses something. He senses a twist in the air, like a twist of fate. And he says that there's something big happening. But he also realizes that whatever this thing is, is doing, like whatever this is, if the temple city that he is defending falls, whatever this thing is will automatically fail. And so Krogh realizing this, realizing that if this city falls, whatever this thing is will fail, he pours all of his strength, all of his power into this one extremely powerful spell. And he raises it into the air and he summons a sun above the city that burns so bright, it pushes away all the demons, killing all of them, but also kills basically everyone in the city, including Lord Krogh himself, as all this power basically like fried him. And left him this like shriveled, dying husk. So it's kind of like the forerunners Gross. firing the halo, halo rings. Gross. Basically, yeah. Imagine how so... bad that smelled. <laughs> you smell like hot dog. <laughs> yeah, fresh, <laughs> wet hot dog. <laughs> but Sounds once, like your kind like... of place there, Joe. <laughs> Ooh, now we're talking. I do gotta say. I do gotta say. Yes. But the best hot dogs are the ones that have been on the 7-Eleven roller a little bit too long, and they got that pop when you bite into them. Oh, that like, oh, baby, those gas station hot dogs, man, I tell you. Oh. I'd kill for those, man. I'd kiss a dog I, for those. That's a delicacy right there. Ooh, or there's oh. uh, buffalo chicken rollers on there, too. Oh, baby, Ooh. a little bit of ranch. That sounds Ooh. really good. Sorry, Ray. We can keep going, but he got he got me going. <laughs> I'm just thinking about food. I heard of hot dogs, and it just came into my head. And it, <sighs> this Elvis, this Elvis pipe was way stronger than last time. <laughs> <sighs> so you know, Lord Coke basically suicides himself to keep the demons away. And as he does this, like as he's basically like dying in his throne. He can feel it. The power, whatever this thing was that he was trying to basically keep the city safe for, succeeds. 
And what it is, is the elves this entire time were basically casting this really powerful spell to basically siphon all the magic out of the world to create this, like, magical vortex. And this vortex was basically meant to stabilize, to basically absorb any, like, if there's too much magic in the world, this this vortex absorbs and basically, like, gathers it into this one location before letting it, like, safely flow back into the world. And because Ah. it's, like... Yes. That so connects if, now. Yep. So if Lord Croak didn't sacrifice himself, didn't put all of his strength into that one attack, is that one last bit of effort, the elf, the elves ritual would have failed because it was basically hinging on this last Temple City staying staying um, active. Because so, as the Temple Cities fell, the ritual became hard and hard to do. Ah, so if it wasn't for the Lizardmen, the elves wouldn't be the one to, quote-unquote, save the world from chaos. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the Lizardmen are fucking cool. They have lasers, so... Laser beams coming out of their freaking heads. Well, no, the laser beams are on their dinosaurs' heads. Ah, oh, Joe, Dinosaurs are freaking laser beams <laughs> on their freaking heads. I love awesome Stupid powers. Ass Joe. Joe, you idiot. Let's move on. Uh, I'm just gonna keep so, messing up. <laughs> because the elves succeeded in making the, the vortex, the demons lost basically all their power. Whatever was basically keeping them like physical in the world was drained away, so they basically faded away. And this meant that the demon invasion ended. And this made it possible for the lizard men, all those that survived, because you know there's a fuck there's a fuck ton of them that did survive still. It allowed them to come together and eventually rebuild. But because of this whole ritual, because uh, Lord Crow perished, there were no more second generation slan. So they were basically left with the third generation, which to further explain, every generation is weaker, but the higher you are on like the totem pole, the more extreme each generation's like decline is. So, like, where the uh, Croxagore, like, they barely will notice a decline between generations. The skink's similar, and the source is a bit more noticeable. The slant, every generation is half as strong as the generation that preceded it. That's huge. Yeah, it's a huge amount. Uh, How makes me think of the... Uh... So you're saying, Jill... What was I saying? I'm sorry. I about passed out from <laughs> from Papa Nurgle's fart. Fart. <laughs> Bless. Uh, I just mentioned the uh, every generation of Slen being um, half as powerful and uh, half as effective as the generation that preceded it. Uh, oh, okay. That makes that made me think of. Uh, okay, you told me about this is from when you told me about that Lilo and Stitch movie. There was the show where they were <laughs> capturing all the other experiments. One of them was like a one of them was like a cloning copy machine type of type of experiment. But each time you copied yourself, you'd be weakened by half. And so the more you copied yourself, the weaker you would get overall. So so like each generation of copy or whatnot degrades. Yes. I don't know, that was a weird that was a weird tangent that I just that just popped no, in my fair. mind. It's fair. But yeah, I like so, the experiment yeah. that makes the sandwiches. Ah, that was a good one. Ruben? Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's my boy. Oh, good Ruben. Ah, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> he's me in the future. 
So there's, like I said, there's basically no more second generation or first generation. Arguably, Lord Croak is still alive, technically. It's, it's, it's kind of basically his body has been like petrified and like basically turned into like a tomb that they, that very similar to like the Sisters of Battle, they basically parade him around <laughs> like on the battlefield. And his, apparently, his spirit is like still pos- has like possessed his own dead body. That's wild. So it's, so it's like Lizard Man, God Emperor of Lizard Kind. Basically, yeah. Like he's 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 semi aware, he's semi conscious, but he's he's he possessed his own corpse. You had one revive <laughs> left, and you decided to use it on your burnt corpse. <laughs> I mean, hey, at least you know you can take a sunblast. Come on now. Think, Slan. Think. Why did you make me do this? Think, Mark. This is Croak, right? Yeah, this is Lord Croak. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, Lord Croak is awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. But yeah, um, the issue, though, was it was very quickly realized among the lizard men. Well, it was mostly the skinks and the slime who were affected by it most. Like even though the the sources are higher than the skinks on the like totem pole, it was the skinks and the slime who were affected the most, and they found that any memories that they had during this like great cataclysm where chaos invaded was actually or anything that preceded it was basically like erased, like not completely, but it was very difficult to like remember anything that happened during or before that uh, the chaos invasion. Does it ever explain why that is the case? Was it like a built-in feature that the old ones did for as like some kind of backup plan, or was it uh or was it just like a natural consequence of all the fuckery that uh happened with the with chaos? It would be the second one. It was the, because like chaos can affect time and it can affect physics. So the idea is and it, it like I said, every race was affected by this. But it wasn't as severe as it was with the with the with the lizard men. Like the lizard men got hit the worst when it came to like the memory loss. But everyone else was kind of like, "Oh, it was I remember?" But it's a little froggy kind of thing. So when you say every race, do you mean just the ones on like this planet, or do you mean like all of them in general? All the ones on this planet. Okay. Yeah. So like, this isn't like okay. a mass thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a mass thing if you count the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a big thing, just every single thing on the planet got affected. Yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Just like the scale below the moon, no big deal. Look, (laughs) I get it. It's kind of like, what else, my guy? You know, like, duh. (laughs) He was the best guy around. (laughs) <laughs> His name was Lord Croak. Yeah, the beloved uh, we gathered here today in memoriam of the Lord Croak who croaked because he had a son. Uh, relatable. <laughs> he summoned a son over his head. To this day, we do not know why. <laughs> Whack, man. I don't know what's going on. Because someone set the air fryer temperature too high. But yes, that was Lord Croak saving the Lizardmen by nuking himself. Now, um, this is where, like I mentioned, like I mentioned, because they don't have very many memories of anything that came before the calamity, 
the issue is the lizardmen aren't really aware yeah. of what they're supposed to do. Like, yeah, the slant are like leaders, but even they don't really know what to do because, again, their memories of what happened before demons invaded is very fuzzy. And they don't even know the old ones. Like, they weren't born when the old ones were around. Or rather, they weren't they weren't the main ones that the old ones interacted with. It was always the first generation, the second generation that had less and less interaction with the old ones, but the third generation base had no interaction with them. So any knowledge they have comes from the first and second generations. Because so, at this point uh, dipped out already, right? Yeah. Sorry, I got to keep checking up. I'm an old man. It's late for me, so my, my brain don't work so good no more. <laughs> Yeah, so the um, that's the that's where things are. So this is where those tablets I mentioned earlier become really important, because the old ones actually wrote a number of their plans for everything on these tablets. The problem is that during these chaos invasions, a lot of them were in the temple cities that were ruined or destroyed. So naturally, that means that a lot of these um, plans, these tablets, might actually be destroyed. Or they might actually be scattered because these temples actually, some of them actually exploded. Like, basically, just a chaos explosion happened underneath them because, like, I don't know, magic destabilizing bullshit. Basically, the concept is that um, a warp rift opened inside the city and caused the city to, like, explode and scatter fragments of it all across the, like, surrounding area. So, because all this was basically ruined, the old ones, or rather the slant, rather, had to basically look for whatever tablets they could find and try to piece together what the fuck they're supposed to do now. They're almost like <laughs> the Mechanicus in a way. I can only imagine they find the one tablet when they put all the pieces together. W-Y-D. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? It's some ancient ar- archaeology that we'll never understand. Our ancestors were beyond were beyond our comprehension. It just says what DTF. <laughs> we shall worship it. Oh, wait, I found another one. This one has a. It looks like a face, and is it winking at me? <laughs> what does ASL mean? <laughs> this one just says you up. <laughs> okay, so. The basically the remaining lizard men, there were still a decent amount of these lizard pools, these spawning pools around so they could reproduce. And so with their numbers, they began kind of traveling, expanding out to any nearby uh te- um like temple cities that were still intact enough and try to I don't want to say rebuild them because rebuilding implies they knew what they were doing. They were trying to fortify them as best they could. Uh I'm sure they can do better than building mounds of shit like the Beastmen, so. <laughs> That's an improvement. Because that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> so, yes. Um, that's where, that's what the, the, the Lizard Men are left doing. They're slowly expanding. They're slowly recovering a lot of these tablets. But the problem is that if they go too far, like, the, like they're trying to expand as far as they can, but they start to realize that if they go too far, like, let's say they send an expedition to, like, uh, Temple City in Negaroth in North America, and they're still in South America. They might never hear from those lizardmen again. They might send their expedition after them to find out what happened, and they'll find out that they disappeared in the city somewhere. So there are in- there are peer- there are instances of lizardmen like just disappearing 
whenever they enter these temple cities. Isn't this the same type of temple city that Malika found his iron crown or something? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. See, I do learn a thing or two with, with when um when I choose to listen. Yes. Yeah. You should also note that when Malika found his crown, he was based in like Asia, I believe. So like uh, and we're in South America, so this should explain just how far the lizard men like they're literally all across the planet, or rather their cities were at one point all across the planet. But not everywhere like the Skaven. Oh, I can't wait to get to the Skaven. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um the lizard men are trying to are trying to like recover them, but there's almost like this haunting eeriness about some of these temple cities that they're almost like haunted in a way. And that's almost like wrong to try and rebuild them. So this actually caused a period of isolation for the Lizardmen, where they actually start to only stay in Lustria and very, very minorly the Southland, which again is North is uh, is Africa, basically. So it's very much like we need to stay here because this is where the last of the cities are, and we can maybe rebuild them a little bit, which they would go on to do to like help reinforce the vortex. Because these city, these temples kind of were able to stabilize magic in the area, but to further add to that, there was also a number of third generation slan who visited the elves to basically like check their homework. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see you guys used wind magic to form this vortex. Would have been a lot better if you used cyclone magic and not wind magic. That was a rookie mistake. <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, oh, you used only fourth level fire magic. Should have used fifth level. Oops, yeah, <laughs> And then you have these elves who are just like, we, what? <laughs> and then meanwhile, these these are third generation slants, so they're like even then half as strong as, as Lord Croak, and they're just like, yes, we're so strong. Even though that corpse can literally outclass us in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> Is it breathing? Please kill me. No, I like Lord Croak. Does it require but... 1,000 souls per day? Yes. No, he doesn't, actually. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, he solos the god emperor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we found another emperor in fantasy that is better than the god emperor. Can, can, the, god emperor, can the god emperor throw sons? No, I didn't fucking think so. Can Lord Croak throw sons? You better fucking believe it. Okay. Hey, Joe, while you're here, can you just kind of block the door and use your little Nurgle magic to get uh, to keep away all the angry uh, 40k fanboys? Literally already sitting in front of the door. <laughs> is he sitting in front of the door or is he sitting around the door? <laughs> Tough fat joke. Because I agree. <laughs> Amen. Uh, blessed be the, the grandfather. We are worms, worthless worms. Oh, oh. the grandfather of that binds <laughs> our hearts in Nurgle Fellowship. Oh my god. So yeah, you know, lizard men are stuck in Lustria. Oh. That isn't to say that they don't leave Lustria, but they basically like this is that's basically where their cat that's basically where the majority of their species is. But again, for those who don't know, the Warhammer for the fantasy world, like the planet, is like twice the size of Earth. So I mean, like, they're not they're not lacking for land. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where that's the lizard man. They're they're controlling Austria. 
they do expand out because you know they need to find those tablets. So it's very common for them to actually lead what are basically like expeditions into into and across the world to look for places where these tablets might be found, similar to the Mechanicus, where they might find that, oh, there was an Imperial somewhere in the old world in the Empire of Man who claims to have found like even just like a fragment of a fragment of one of our tablets. Well, we're going to go and basically invade the Empire because the Lizardmen, they're very much like, I don't want to say they're animals, but they have a very sense of, um, I want to say instinct, like Tyrannids, but they're kind of like, if we have a job to do, we're going to fuck. They're almost like machines. Ooh. Like they're like programmed to do something. So like they'll do it. And if anything gets in their way, they're either going to go through it or they're going to run it over. Literally the same. So it's kind of <laughs> like uh, a literal lizard brain, essentially. Well, that isn't to say they're stupid because I don't want to say they're stupid because the li- the lizard men are pretty intelligent. The skinks are at least human level. The sauruses are below human, but they're not too far behind. Croxagores are literally animals, so you can't count them. And the slan are like god tier wizards that are beyond intelligence. I mean, they're not stupid. They're just it's it's kind of like you give you give the Croxagore an order, you give the source an order, like hey. The Empire of Man has one of our fragments. Okay, well, we're just going to bulldoze through it because we're so fucking strong. Nothing's going to kill us. And we're just going to get it and just leave. They're very direct about what they need to do, about their approach to things. Is like a better way to put it. Well, like, if, if like, a thousand lizard men who are, like, eight feet tall and can withstand most of your weapons and are stronger than you and are just won't go down, are you really going to get in their way? (laughs) No. Just leave my dwarven ale alone and you do you, buddy. Oh, you're not gonna like the lizard man. <laughs> well shit. Are they pink because... <laughs> do, 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 do I get do I get morphed again? Um no. You get relocated. Relocated. So, the lizard men in their infinite wisdom found them of these tablets. And we're able to piece together that the way the planet was like forming was not what it needed to be. Like the old ones are very weird. I say the old ones, not not the slant or the, the lizard men. The old ones specifically are very weird because it's almost like a mountain or even a hill has to basically rise out of the earth at a very specific size, angle, and dimension. Because in their grand scheme, this one hilltop might be so integral to the defense of this region in some, like, God-forsaken far-off future that you can't even begin to understand. Like, it's it's almost, like, insane the level of, like, forethought and, like, forward thinking that these tablets are supposed to contain. Again, for reference, there's a hill that could get attacked by zombies. And, like, if this hill wasn't around to basically act as a rallying point, the entire region could get swept through by zombies, as, as an example. So, because of this, the the old the slan find out that the way the mountains of the no of the old world formed. So, uh, for reference, the uh, these are the world as mountains, and they basically cut right through the uh, what effectively counts as fantasy Europe. And the purpose of these mountains is just to be a basically to bisect the continent in a way, which is fine, whatever. But not the slant. The slant saw this. 
and we're like, oh, these mountains. Yeah, they're supposed to be like, like a couple miles to the left. So, uh, <laughs> so what did they do when they realized that these mountains need to be like a couple miles to the left? Oh yes, <laughs> you yes, bastards! And I don't want you to just imagine like, oh, they moved. I mean, like, imagine everything where you are just moved like a mile to the left. Like everything is gonna fall apart. <laughs> mm. And again, this is in the mountains where the dwarves are, where you know they built foundations, and you know. Everything is underground. Now those foundations are gone. Sorry. No, no. So so imagine Moria, but imagine if every single one of the pillars just broke and then the entire ceiling caved. (laughs) Oh, damn it. And then then they were this close to liking the Lizardmen. This close to liking them. Well, look, in their defense, the mountains were a little too far to the left, so they had to fix that. I don't blame them. I'd do the same thing. Well, Gerald, you're upset, but again, you have to consider there are instances where, because of how these tablets dictate the planet should be shaped, that if there were something as small as a mountain not being, or not something as small as a hilltop being not the right size to act as a rallying point for soldiers. Are you really going to say the mountains shouldn't be moved? Do we have at least got an eviction notice or something like that first? No. Nope. <laughs> well then, fuck you, lizardman. It wasn't even. It wasn't even like you were made aware. Like, like it was just like it's just your average Tuesday, regular Tuesday. I'm a dwarf drinking my ale in the morning while I'm reading the paper, and boom, everything just moved to the side. It's like, well, shit, where's my paperwork? There went my ale. There went my home. Why am I looking at the sky? Oh, shit, where's my pants? <laughs> I would think be... of... Let me think of the video of the... bathroom. Let me think of this video of the surfer where he's like, yeah, and he hit the waves, and they go, whoop And then <laughs> and the other one goes, <laughs> Oh, my God. Totally oh, unrelated. I just don't know. <laughs> My autistic so, brain. So, you know, no, 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 it's nothing. They just moved it. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, I should mention, though, it's kind of hinted that if they didn't, then there would be no, like, passageway between the old world and the Darklands, which, you know, might not be a bad thing. <laughs> basically, there's a passageway that, if you pass through it, can basically get you is like, where the orcs and shit are. And they can make sure that the orcs can get into the lands where the humans live. And it's also the place where Sigmar fought a big, like, climactic battle. So, if you kind of, like, read between the lines, it's almost like the old ones planned so far in the future that they would expect Sigmar to rise and use this pathway that the slang would eventually create by moving the mountains a couple miles to the right. <laughs> you basically make the Empire of Man. <laughs> So they predicted the dude that was such a dude that he would become a god and become the Warhammer fantasy. That's what it's implied to be. But I still like the idea of the slant, like misreading the instructions 
I've been like, oh, it says it's supposed to be two meters to the right. No, 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 not my, not my right. You're right, you idiot. But wait, this is upside down. <laughs> They're like rotating the tablets. <laughs> you have the leather. We have a skink on a pit. That's not rating. That's a crack. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving the they're moving this like fucking stone that's like earth and as they're moving it's almost like a fucking voodoo doll or like fucking scrap with the continental drift. They're like causing untold destruction because of how they're misreading this thing. So many dead dwarves. <laughs> it's okay. The dwarves got warped. Again. Damn it. But you know the lizard men are doing this thing. They're 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 you know they're doing the right thing. They're they're consulting plans. They're they're tacting, They're planning ahead of time. They're making big waves across the world. <laughs> Most in the form of tsunamis. I should also mention though is that the slan because of how valuable they are and how important they are, and because of like the level of knowledge they're dealing with, they have a tendency to basically go into like a collective coma. And what I mean by this is they'll basically like all meditate together, like based on the information they're provided. And they'll basically almost like they'll basically form like a hive mind between themselves where they basically share catalog and like exchange information and opinions on like the information they have. So like, again, these tablets, when they come to them, it isn't like a full on like prophecy tablet thing. Like imagine getting like a letter but then the letter is cut is like ripped in half, and then one of the halves is like ripped apart into several hundreds of pieces, and then a bunch of those pieces have been lit on fire, and you're given like the full half, top half, and a bunch of like torn and like slightly burnt fragments, and you have to like work with that. I think I got this. We can do this, guys. So you know the the lizard men are trying their best to work with the gun. They're they're doing their best. The sources are basically acting as garrison duty. The skinks are playing the best game of hide and seek ever, because if someone invades their their uh, their forest, the skinks will be like, "Hey, found you!" and they hit you with a super poisonous blow dart. That's assuming though that the uh, the the forest jungle doesn't kill you first, or the literal dinosaurs that roam through these forests. Because yes, the lizard men ride dinosaurs. Yeah, those are just the warm-up. Oh, kind of like the Exodites? Oh, my God. Oh, gasp. What? Oh, they also have laser weapons. <laughs> like, literal laser weapons called Engines of the Gods. So they do the have laser- giant freaking laser beams. Yes. The Lizardmen believe that the old ones, like, artifacts are, like, divine relics when they're actually just technology because, again, fucking laser beams. So, the Lizardmen oh. worship the old ones. <laughs> Classic. Same. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you're supposed to invade Lustria with, you know, this this lineup that's going on here. I feel like there's yes. someone down the road that will be stupid enough to try it, though. Oh, several people, including the Skaven. Ooh, yes, yes, Glorious. Yes, yes. Make the yes. Ratman suffer. <laughs> oh, they will. Don't worry. But before the Ratman would arrive, it was actually the humans, the dwarves, and the elves who would actually travel to Lustria first. A last alliance of men and elves and dwarves. No, they all went separately. Oh. Well, the elves went there first to like do research and like explore, and they never made it back. The dwarves traveled there because 
I mean, why not? Maybe we'll explore them for good or deposits. Oh, look, they're dead too. And then the humans are like, hey, look, I heard there's cities of gold. Because, you know, South America, El Dorado. And they're like, hey, look, a city of gold. Oh, wait, giant toad people. And I'm dead. <laughs> so you think after the first two, after the first two failures, it's like, hey, none of these guys ever came back. Uh, should we really be trying to uh, explore this? Yeah, let's keep on going. <laughs> they were this a, <laughs> Sounds this like a bunch of white people in a movie. Sorry. This basically prompted the lizardmen to realize, hey, we should really stop these invaders from coming here. So the lizardmen actually would start um, basically like a segre- uh, segregationist campaign, basically, where it's like, Humans only belong in the old world. Elves, Uthwan. Dwarves, World Edge Mountains. I don't care if it's over there. World Edge Mountains. Orcs, get the fuck back in the Darklands. Ogres, I don't know where the fuck you guys belong, but go back there. You know, they're very much like those those racist uncles who are kind of just like, hey, you should go back to where you came from, kind of thing. Yeah, out of my swamp. That's... <laughs> <laughs> kind of their philosophy and they try to you know push those races back to where they belong doesn't mean they always succeed but they definitely fucking do a hell of a lot of work because you know giant fuck off lizards with laser beams riding down a sword <laughs> not great not the enemy you want to fight unless it's you're like a skaven just, <laughs> it's like just you wait until daddy comes home here comes a big old freaking li- lizard with a, uh, with a giant bonk club and laser eyes <laughs> <laughs> bitch <laughs> But shall we get to the fun part where I talk with Skaven? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Skaven, Skaven. Okay. So remember how the Skaven were like, hey, yes, yes. Time to take over the world. Yes, yes. And they basically tried to take over the world. <laughs> and they almost succeeded. Oh, fuck yeah. They all, they gave it the whole fucking call the strats for fucking sure. They fucking got close. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> so the the Skaven began their invasion of the surface worlds. And as they were doing this, they were, you know, ruining uh, the old world, the empire, all those regions. But some of them decided to go somewhere else. Well, some were invading the uh, the wonderful world that is the empire, the no world. Others were like, hey, there's an entire ocean over here. Let's go under it. And then let's see what's in it. Now, they did not realize crossing this ocean would uh, lead them to uh, the the beautiful, glorious continent of Lustria, <laughs> which was neither beautiful nor inviting to the uh, to the beautiful, disgusting Ratman. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet because it wasn't illustrious either. Oh yes, because again, it's basic catching. <laughs> But localized to a continent. Ah, ooh, glorious. Yes. So, you know, the Skaven arrived there. And they very quickly realized, oh no. Oh no. We just walked into a high-level area. We just entered the raid boss before we were ready. <laughs> oh, no, no. Turn around, turn around, turn around. <laughs> oh, oh, I die. I did die. <laughs> I did die. Die, die, dead. <laughs> um, that isn't to say they tr- they didn't they like immediately started surrendering. The Skaven are fucking resilient. 
So they actually, uh, some of them started actually digging under temple cities that were like, you know, being repaired and actually swallowed some of them underground because they basically destroyed the foundations of them and caused them to sink into the ground. Because, you know, Skaven are just wonderful, disgusting creatures that like to ruin it for everyone else. They're just spiteful little... Mm. Yeah, so as they're ruining everything... The the lizard man started to become very quickly aware that oh, there are other things in our forest. Let's go fucking kill them. The issue is the Skaven have warpstone. <laughs> now, what is warpstone exactly, Gerald? Say space crack. Say space crack. It is space crack. That yes. I can neither confirm nor deny that my co-host likes to snort and stash in the basement that uh, seems to be empty. Uh, I think better make what? sure Slappy here doesn't didn't take all of your warp stone. Fucking dwarf. <laughs> either yes. either him or our Skaven bouncers took it. One. <laughs> yes. So this warp stone is very chaotic in nature, which means the Skaven realize very quickly in this war against the lizard men, if they put these warp stone rocks in these blue pools of water. The lizard men start retreating. So the Skaven started actually leading these whole little campaigns of basically poison and started using all manner of like basically gas weapons that turned warpstone into basically like mustard gas that would oh, spread wow. across the land, killing life all around it, but would actually seep into the spawning pools if it touched them and would instantly make the spawning pools infertile and useless. He poisoned our water supply, burned our crops, and delivered a plague onto our houses! Yeah, it was not great. Mm. It, was, it was a horrible time. Dang. Yeah. And for a time, the Skaven were actually, like, on an even footing, mostly because they were being led by Nurglith, or Nurglitch, who was a... He's basically, like, a prophet of the Horned Rat, and he was basically giving the Lizardmen all the worst possible diseases... That could affect them because although they're biologically immoral, they could still get sick. Wait, because... wait, 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 wait. Nerglyph, yeah. Nergol. Hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Don't That's... worry. The, the, the Great Horn Rat is definitely not Nergol Demon. Sus. <laughs> what do you think about Sound this, effects. Joe? Well, honestly, I'm I'm all about like racism against the horn, like the, the rats and stuff, you know? So. Like, just let them die. Like, <laughs> honestly. Let them all join the grandfather's embrace. Just, just come on in, boys. The water's fine. It's nice and pussy. Oh, oh my god. So, you know, the, the Skaven are just being horrible creatures that need to die. And it started to get to the point where the Slan, who were, again, the most powerful of the Lizardmen, were actually starting to get sick. And they're actually starting to die, which shouldn't happen because, again, they should they're at the top of the tier. They should be the ones that are the most resistant to, you know, illness, corruption, sickness, any of that bullshit. But they were suffering. And it caused them to actually start retreating to, like, try to, like, you know, it's kind of like leprosy where they're trying to hide the nobles, keep them safe while everyone else was suffering. I because, don't know. You know. I'm kind of pro-leprosy, you know, like, <laughs> that's the good stuff. Yeah. You know, Nurglish ner- ner- is, you know, being a horrible... Rat, skaven, bullshit creature who likes to poison the slan, which is forcing them to retreat inwards into like their temple cities. 
which, you know, <laughs> save yourselves. <laughs> Every slime for themselves. What about us? Fuck you, skinks. Get out of my way. <laughs> but it was effectively the, the sauruses were fighting and holding their own against the lizard men, but they would eventually slowly be absor- like overwhelmed and literally eaten. The slime were forced to stay in inside their temple cities and meditate and try to use whatever they can to keep the Skaven from entering. But it was skinks who had one of the most interesting things because while they were fighting, a lot of them were basically were also cowering to try and avoid death. That was until one among them started to preach something. He started to speak of a god known as Sotek, and this god Sotek demanded sacrifice and worship and in return it would save them now initially no one believed whoever believed this priest a skink priest but as he started to make waves as he started to you know spread the word of sotak and started to actually kill skaven they started to realize he had this almost like charismatic aura around him like this sort of divine protection was around him that he could go into situations where he should die and would actually succeed with some level of ferocity. So interested, a lot of people started to turn to this priest of Sotek and start to, you know, admire him, start to listen to him as he was spreading his word. And it eventually got to the point that they actually began leading, like you, you think the sources as the sole military force, as the main military body. But the skinks during this time were actually fighting just as much the sources in skink only like barbarian parties that Rome around would be just as effective at killing the Skaven as Skaven were at killing the, the other lizardmen. And they were performing such a level of like brutality and sacrifice that they would eventually actually reconquer one of the, one of the cities that Skaven took over. And they committed so much murder against Skaven that entire uh-huh. streets ran red with their blood. Blood for the blood gods! Uh, make the rat men suffer. Yes. Good. And it was it was in this <laughs> massive like ritual that Sotek arrived. That this massive <laughs> this massive snake like creature was formed. And it um I remember the sense out of cows. But basically this this massive snake, imagine like the biggest fucking like snake ever, like a mountain mountain length snake is summoned and it begins coiling around begins eating skaven by the hundreds in a single bite like it is slithering around consuming everything just eating everything in its wake and murdering everything else that it, whatever doesn't whatever doesn't need it's getting, getting poisoned or getting run over and with their god on their side the skinks begin counter invading the ah. <laughs> the skaven <laughs> And um, it's implied, or it's ra- rather it's said, because at this point the Skaven also summoned their own god, the Great Horned Rat. Um, but he was less he was less on the field of battle and more he was indirectly helping with the uh, with the creation of disease and poisons. Except during Sotek's arrival, where there was so much blood from so when Sotek was born, that the Great Horned Rat also took to the field from all this Skaven murder. <laughs> Because Great Horn Rat fucking hates the Skaven as much as the Skaven hate each other. <laughs> and it is said that on this battle that no one but the Skinks basically seen, the snake wrestled with the rat 
and bit its throat out. So imagine this battle of gods where one is a snake and one is this like disgusting plague-ridden rat, only for the snake to coil around it, crush it, and then use its fangs to rip the rat's throat out before chasing all its followers into the ocean where the ocean itself is full of giant sea monsters who would then eat the rats trying to swim for their safety. Glorious. Yes. And again, this is and again, the lizard men begin counter invading and it said that the tunnel that the, that the Skaven used to get to Lustria, Sotek used to try and chase after them. Hit <laughs> <laughs> him where it hurts. Yep. Yeah. They eventually would seal the, the tunnel when they realize, oh, there's only bad things on the other side of that thing. <laughs> so, Ooh, bad lizardman, lizardman. I just think it's funny to imagine the scape being all gung ho and they realize, oh, no, no, we're not going this way, not going this way. <sighs> Close that door, don't go, don't worry about it. <laughs> not again, not again. I like to imagine one opens the door to peek through and so Dex still there just waiting, just nope, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door. I'm gonna walk away. Well, Sotek didn't do a good job of killing the horned rat because obviously horned rat's still around. Yep. 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 Especially still for around. the end times. Hmm. Yeah. It's okay. He ate the skate. I got a snake. I'm a <laughs> sliver <laughs> little sneaky snake. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with Sotek is that, um, you know, he's a god that came out of nowhere and he's not like recognized as a lizard men's pantheon because they worship the old ones but Sotek isn't an old one he came out of fucking nowhere and started demanding worship and then he came to help so so like the slan they like they can they they are aware that he exists and so they don't really know what to do they don't know if they should like support him or if they should like reject him but it's basically become like a widespread cult among the skinks to basically worship uh, Sotek. They basically view him as like their god and not the old ones <laughs> because the old ones made the slan their image. So it makes sense for the slan to worship the old ones since, you know, they're literally made in their god's image. But the Wait skinks minute, weren't. The codex, the codex does not support this action. <laughs> so they weren't because they were made in that, they were like, oh, but we'll support these guys. Those will support Sotek instead. So you know they worship Sotek and view him as their god, their their protector, effectively. And it's very hazy on what Sotek is or where he came from, or exactly so this, whose side he's on. So is this exclusive to like the Skinks and not the Slan or the Sars? Or yeah, okay, yeah. Like you're talking about the worship, or are you talking about like his his aid? Um, well, I assume his aid is kind of like just lizard men in general, but like yeah. as far as those who worship him, is that strictly just the skinks or? Yeah, yeah, it's strictly okay. the skinks. So that's pretty cool. But because of him, they basically ended the war with the, with the Skaven. Um, they do go to war with basically everyone else at this point. Um, mostly the Dark Elves because the Dark Elves are in North America. They live in South America, so they kind of go to war with each other. The Dark Elves do it because they want treasure. And the old ones because, hey elves, go back to go back to Atlanta. <laughs> and then Malika's like, I'm fucking trying, okay. I gotta go through my Anakin phase where I don't like sand. I hate the sand on the fucking beach. Give me a fucking break. 
<laughs> I can't fucking swim, okay? That's why I gotta what? build giant floating castles. What, does your dad never teach you? No, he didn't teach me, okay? Malchus starts crying. I only had my mom. <laughs> oh, now it's sad. Uh. No, it's not. No, it's not as gross. Mm-hmm. Nope, fuck Marathi. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Some of y'all didn't have a mom that led a pleasure cult, and it shows. Fuck, she grosses me out. I hate her. <laughs> I prefer me the goth girl of uh, the goth girl of the empire, preferably. She'll have an episode. She definitely have an episode. <laughs> oh my. Imperial Goth goes for the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Lizard Men. Uh, okay, so Lizard Men. Um, at this point, they kind of become a little bit more passive because they had the war with the Scave and they've done all their kind of things. But right now, the main thing that they're focusing on is trying to recover all these great plans, trying to figure out what's going on. This doesn't go so well because during this period of time, it was, it's kind of like the whole Warhammer thing where it's like, oh, the world's in a... Ca- constant state of stasis where like one faction trying to get this artifact one faction trying you know it's every faction trying to like, get ahead in the game that's basically what this whole period is for the lizard men just trying to find more and more artifacts trying to find more of these tablets and trying to figure out the plan of the old ones until the mm-hmm. uh the, the end times then then there's then there's stuff uh, okay so yeah the end times happened the end no, I it like like they like they're so unloved that they don't even get a mention in the end times. Come on, no, GW. they do. They they get a they get a, they get a huge mention. They get a whole they get a whole thing. Honestly, um, it's just it's really sad. So, um, the whole thing is happening. The whole end times is happening, and this is where the slan and the old one. This is where the slan, the lizard man, the entire the whole species kind of like gets an overdrive because they realize, oh. If we don't do something now, it's going to end. So they basically, you know, get off their high horse. They they stop hiding and they begin attacking everyone else. They're moving outwards, finding chaos and Nagash and Skaven. But the Skaven themselves, U.S. says, is the perfect time to invade. And there's an, there's an entire civil war. There's an entire war in Lustria, basically. Sotek doesn't appear, but he does appear. It's iffy on if he does show up or not because there's conflicting information. Not like in universe or like in universe is conflicting. Out of the universe, it's just said that he does appear and he doesn't appear. But you know the whole thing's going on, and then the Skaven decide, "Hey, let's blow up the moon." They don't. Well, that's a pretty significant actually, thing, don't you think? They don't try to blow up the moon. No, they're like, "Hey, let's crash the moon into Lustria." Oh, it's so relatable. <laughs> because the thing is. The Lizardmen are actually really strong in fighting chaos because, again, they're designed to. And so the Lizardmen are like, oh, we need we need to win. Well, fucking throw a moon at them. <laughs> now, this is where the moon starts coming towards the planet. Like, the Morsley, the green moon made out of Warp Zone begins coming towards it. Now, normally, this would mean that the planet's going to die. But there was one Slan who decided to say nope that day. <laughs> Oh, and that was Kiati Mundi. Oh, ooh, I know him. <laughs> Is that the green guy with the tentacle hair. 
No, that's that's not Keanu Moody. Was the worst part. Are you sure about that? Oh, (laughs) oh, my bad. You're thinking of Plo Koon. Oh God! Hey, he was a cool dude. (laughs) I know his was tragic. I felt bad for him. Order sixty six did him dirty. (laughs) Oh God! Okay, no, it wasn't Keanu Moody. It was Mazda Moody. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm sorry, I made the joke. I'm sorry I made the joke. I'm sorry I made the joke, but it's just so funny. <laughs> They're so their names are so similar. But um sorry. I can't remember if Mazamundi was also a second generation, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Either way, though, the moon is coming cl- crashing towards the planet. Now Mazamundi realizes, oh no, that'll be bad if that crashed. It won't. And he uses his magic to literally stop the moon. To be like what basically the Skaven who are literally using attraction to move the moon, and as it's being pulled into the planet's gravity, he uses his power to literally hold the moon and keep it from falling. He's basically, you know, he's holding the moon in the air and keeping it from crashing into the planet. Oh, someone's trying to recreate Majora's mask. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Unfortunately, um, the scam. I'm like, so hey. fucking glad you got that reference. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I um, was about to feel really old for a minute. <laughs> but the scam were like, "Oh, they're moving the moon. Well, we blew it up." <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so that explains why one clan moved the moon, the other one blew it up. Yep. <laughs> yep, they blew it up, and the thing is that because Mazamuni was holding. The one moon, like he's putting all his attention onto the one moon, when it exploded into like millions of fragments, he wasn't able to focus on all of them at once. He could focus on some of them. He could even destroy some of them, but he couldn't destroy all of them. Every single one that hit, hit with the force of a small meteor, and they all fell into Lustria, meaning every impact led to the death of more and more lizard men. And more and more of the towers and the temple cities that were built, meaning that every, mean that while the temple cities were like again they were rebuilt during this time where they were somewhat repaired and they were doing their thing to stabilize magic, every single one that fell once again made chaos even more powerful. And as they were coming down, uh, Mazmundi died uh, on top of his temple, watching as the city was. Consumed by a meteor of warp stone. Mm. Sad. Rip. Yeah. Pour one out. Yeah. Pour one out for Kiati Mundi. Poor Fisto. <laughs> oh. Anakin Skywalker. Oh. Execute Skaven 66. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God you said 66. <laughs> Actually, knows what I'm talking about. So that's that's the end times. They were they were the worst of times. They were objectively the worst times. <laughs> Sounds like end my times childhood. worst times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so what generation of Blizzard men were they on by this point? Just third. Uh, I believe they're on the third. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, how many of these sec? first or second generation slanter left because it um, seems like I all of the first generation died i just can't remember if lord croak was a first generation or a second generation 
But I know that uh, Mazamundi was the last of his generation. So he was either the last third generation or the last second generation. I'm still fuzzy on it. All my notes say is that they were the last of the generations. Mm. But I'm pretty sure but I'm pretty sure Lil Croak wasn't the strongest, which is why I'm assuming this is, was... this oh, is Lord Croak was the first swan spawned upon the world. Really? Yes. Oh, so that's where he gets his old titles from. When 900 years old, you reach, look as good you or not. Hmm? Interesting. Oh, wait, yeah, mine says Mazamundi second generation. Haha. So, Croak was a first generation, Mazamundi was a second generation. Interesting. Indeed. Dang. Mazamundi was old. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. Like a good soup. <laughs> Dang, that boy's thick. <laughs> Big, healthy. Husky, fluffy, damn. <laughs> but regardless, the the slant the slant and all the lizard men are dead. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw Age of Sigmar. They still make models. What? <laughs> you kidding me? Really? That's weird. It's almost like GW Redcon, their extinction in a really and, bad poor way. Interesting. And there, were, and there was not much rejoicing. Boo. I love when that happens. Yes, I love when GW is like, hey, look, the world's ending. Everyone died. Oh, wait, they didn't die. Yay. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Yay. <laughs> they realized that the temple cities are actually spaceships and flew away. Yay. <laughs> so, wait, so is that how they actually yes. retconned their existence? In- oh, wow. All right, yes. time to pay our lip service to the Age of Sigmar fanboys and per our contract. Here we go. No, we're not. No, we're not. Ooh. Ooh. Not this episode. Breaking the mold, are we? I too like to live dangerously. No, because well, yes, but no, because this episode is going to just cover their their uh, their involvement in the uh, in the old world. Because next episode will actually cover Age of Sigmar and how the uh, Seraphon are involved in their creation. Ooh. We can okay. do Age of Sigmar too. Yeah, I always say it's for all your Warhammer fantasy and Age of Sigmar needs. Exactly. Unless but, we're talking about Halo or Destiny. Yes. But yeah, which I played neither. <gasps> Gasp! The hurt. No. I listened to the episodes, but I haven't played them. Uh, it's okay. Does that make you want? Do those episodes make you want to play them? If I had an Xbox, yeah. Or you uh, wanted to play Xbox. Destiny. No, you don't want to play Destiny. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want to hear me talk about Destiny, but you don't want to play Destiny. <laughs> I want to listen to... Uh, who are those two goobers on the Halo episode? Shark and... Uh, was it Brody. Storm? Brody, yeah. Yeah, I want to listen to those goober butts start talking more about the sci-fi stuff. <laughs> I'll let yeah. Shark know. They were. I'll let. I'll let Brody know. <laughs> Tell him I, Ray, I think we're about much. to get usurped. I know, right? It's okay. <laughs> we start as usurp our channal, and we're gonna end to usurp our channel. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> son of a gun. I <laughs> Regardless, <again>. just like <laughs> my parents' marriage. Ah, uh, but yeah, oh, like wow. I said, lizard men found out that the temple cities were spaceships and flew away. Yeah, I really love it when stories have 
no good ending and everybody wins <laughs> and there's no <laughs> plot line behind it or depth. Well, Lord Croak still died. Mazamundi died. A good amount of Lizardmen died. And then they came back because turns out Lizardmen can imagine and remember the other members of the Lizardmen race and bring them back to life through imagination and memory. Oh yes, that's so good. I'm glad. I'm really glad that's part of like their story writing process. It makes for very yes. good stories. It's oh, like Obi Wan, yes, yes. where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad there was no like weight behind this show at all. I'm super glad Obi Wan was a complete idiot the entire show. <laughs> that was awesome. But thank oh, God boy. we had a nice fight at the end. That made up for it. I mean, it was a good fight. Anyway, Vader had the high ground. <laughs> Our Vader has AIDS. <laughs> we got space AIDS. So, um, son, the lizard man during the end times. Please tell me I'm not alone in hating this. Uh, the more we talk about the end times every episode, I'm just like, I really don't like this. I'm with the old vets on this one. Wait till I get to uh, the grudge bearer and how he died. The grudge bearer. Yeah. I don't know, like, I get that it's, a lot of it's for, like, tabletop reasons, probably, and stuff, but it's, like, you don't have to crap on all of your lore. It wasn't for, like, for tabletop, it was, well, it was tabletop, money wasn't, money wasn't going good for fantasy. Yeah. But you still right. have so many good books and lore to go on, that's so much more concrete than whatever Age of Sigmar is. I feel like yeah, there's better ways to, like, tie times. into it. Like, you could have tied into, like, kept it going. Without like, I don't know, whatever, whatever. It's late. And I can just keep complaining because I'll die on every single hill, even if I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I mean, the old ones would love that. They made a hill specific for you to die on. Good, good. Speaking of the old <laughs> ones, they, their time's coming. <laughs> Let me tell you about those lizard ding dongs. Uh, oh, whoa! What's well, funny? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, What's man. really funny is that we haven't even like scratched the surface for Lizard Man. We haven't even like talked about Mazda Mundi because there's a lot for him. He's really cool. We haven't even talked about like most of the skinks or the Lizard Men or all the buffs from their gods. <laughs> but you know, any one of those could be their own episode. So, oh yeah, we keep... got we got to do the bite-sized episodes of like each major faction before we even do a real deep dive into like all the main characters and shit. Yes, circle back. Circle back. Yes, Yes, but I will say this: Grimlock is a G, and anyone who touches Grimlock, I swear to God, I will cut your face off. Relatable. (laughs) I mean, relatable. In my manly voice, I didn't. My voice didn't break at all. (laughs) There's a dinosaur called Grimlock, and I will die for him. Yeah, he's a transformer. We all know. (laughs) I love Grimlock. I have. I had. The original fucking 80s cartoon that was Rise of the Dinobots Volume 1. I remember playing that and Grimlock being my favorite fucking Dinobot because he's so awesome and stupid. He's like, Grimlock, smash! And I'm like, yeah, Grimlock, <laughs> smash! Remember when he, when they put him in the movies to just not use him at all? You're talking uh, about the yes. Shia LaBeouf movies? No. no. He wasn't in there. He was in like the whatever one. The one that was uh. way too fucking long. Mm. Uh, he's at the beginning of the Mark Hamill one where he ate a car because apparently they made him retarded too. Oh god. Did that come after the Shia LaBeouf one? 
Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch those. I watched I like had, two of them. Of I, like, I hadn't kept up after like the was Revenge of the Fallen or whatever it was called. Is that like the third one or something? That, that was, was like the second one. one. Yeah, I yeah. think that's when I stopped watching like 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah, I stopped watching them at that time too. I still watch them. <laughs> the first three anyway. Hmm. Like I'm sure they're good. I just... No, they're, no, not. they're not. Can't focus. Not. <laughs> oh. I literally watched it just because robots fighting. I didn't retain the plot. I feel bad. I can't even tell you the. I can't tell you the plot of any of them. Actually, I they can't tell plot? you the plot of any movie. <laughs> I'm just an idiot, though. It's definitely a movie that exists. <laughs> it certainly was the movie of all time. Ooh, I'm sold, uh, guys. It was one of the movies ever made. All right. One of the movies but... ever made. <laughs> but I got I got nothing else to add for this for the for the lizard man at the moment unless you guys got any questions that you guys want to finally throw up and ask about. Please don't mention throw up because I think our our Nurgle friend will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no. you on the spoon. No, <laughs> I don't need to be gagged. <laughs> it's all natural, baby. <laughs> uh. Uh, I don't have any questions. Okay. All right. So, well, Ray, is it that time for announcements? Um, I think it is. Yes. Interesting. All right. Interesting. All right. So, are we doing announcements and then Patreon, or doing Patreon and then announcements? Yes. At the same time. All Three, right, two, ready? one, sync. Go. Going. <laughs> Get the whole schizophrenia going. Let's do announcements first. All right, all right, all right. So, we've uh, we've been we've been asked um, by a couple people actually, mostly uh, I believe it was our two guests. It was definitely one of our guests anyway, um, who asked uh, about stickers. It was the noble slappy. He asked uh, stickers when for Grimoire. Um, I've actually been talking to one of my friends, Matt, and he does stickers, car decals, you know, all those kind of things that you would need one of those machines for. And I threw the oh, idea what? by him. Yeah, I threw one of those ideas behind him. Like, hey, if I want to like make stickers for something, uh, how much does it cost? He gave me a price. Like, we talked about designs. So I'm going to say this now. Um, Grimlore merchandise will be coming, mostly in the form of stickers. But we also have um, something else to say. There is going to be a special treat for our first 10 Patreon members when we get to 10 anyway. Once we get to 10 Patreon members, those lucky 10, those first 10, We'll be getting a uh, special, unique um, sticker print thing. I'm not sure what we're going to call it just yet. But um, it will be only available to uh, those 10 individuals and no one else. Um, yes, special special things for, for our Patreon. Because, because we actually have seven now. So there's only three yes. slots left, everybody. Three slots left. Yes. And I... Um, we're we're tossing ideas around though, but um, I'm not sure, Gerald, if you want to discuss the idea we have going on, uh, if you want us to take on suggestions, or if you want to just keep that between us for now. Um, I'm sorry, it's very late, and my mind is my brain's a little foggy right now, but uh, it's all the warp stone. It is all the warp stone. I think Slappy snorted so much of it. He, oh shit, he has passed out under the table. <laughs> well then. Okay, so we're going to take this to segue right into our Patreon discussion while I try to remember what we talked about. <laughs> but that is... Marker, like I to give... 
we would like to try and give our uh, our esteemed patrons here and our guests a wonderful shout out. So thank you, Slappy. Wake up, buddy. Okay, well, fine. You're fine. Anyways, and thank you, dear Flood, for joining <laughs> us once again and not trying to kill us. <laughs> yes. Yes, he doesn't have yes. a, a weapon in his hand. And we would like to give a big thank you to the powerlifting knight of Nurgle, Joe, for joining us for the first time. Oh, you're welcome. And I'll be back whether you want me to or not. So uh, you're welcome. Ah, glorious, God, glorious. God bless. He definitely left his mark all over the place, that's for sure. Let's get to see. That's why I still got this one. I still have to pinch my nose. But anyways, and as far as the guests, now let's give a thanks to our patrons here we have let me open up my scroll the scroll keeps getting bigger and bigger each time no here we Ford. go yes oh wow okay here we go and we'd like to thank the honorable knight sir flub de montfort oh thank you once again for your patronage we have okay. the noble dwarf slappy who is still passed out under the table he's also got dick on his here. face <laughs> all right does anyone have a sharpie him. does anyone have a sharpie don't worry, I got a quill and pen right right here. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, you start right. I got to do these shout outs here. And we would like to thank the Imperial Knight, who is also a dwarf, Astronautical. We have the Trickster Knight of Zinch, Warper. We have the Powerlifting Knight of Nurgle, Big Joe G. Thank you're you welcome. again, good sir. You're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, yes. Oh, we have two new patrons. First, we have the, the Skaven Knight, Exo. Ah, so he was that new. He was a new uh, head bouncer that we hired, and then we have the. Sorry, I just lost my page here. Oh, we have the noble dwarf Mark from Lorehammer. Oh, fun! He's like from Panama, <laughs> also yeah, in Lustria. Also Ooh. in Lustria. This is see, it's all come together. One where you know we're. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Never Wait a second. heard of that guy. Would definitely not die for him. He definitely didn't send me a picture of him and himself in his underwear on that Patreon, that's for sure. Wait a second. Did Gerald. not happen. Hmm? Gerald. Yes. Mark made an Astra Crota chapter which involves crocodiles and lizards and shit. And he lives oh. in Panama, which it's is technically com- Lustria. It's all coming together. Live. <laughs> oh my god, I'm on too much warp stone. Holy crap. <laughs> It's all connected. Uh, Back to the murder board. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for your patronage. This is amazing. We're honestly like with just the two that we've made this week, we are beyond like a floor. I am beyond impressed with what everyone's doing. And again, this is the reason why I'm talking about the stickers and everything. Just need to give back to you guys. You guys are fucking fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And thank, thank you. you to everyone in the Discord that's just making that makes all this more fun. I'm loving all the memes and the fantasy race war going on. <laughs> hey, we were talking about Skyrim earlier, okay? We were, but oh, again, man, I am good. a benevolent dictator. <laughs> and if you can't be a dictator, then no one can be. Yes, as a self-proclaimed anarchist leader, I agree. <laughs> 
And if you, dear listeners, would like to join in on the discussion too, feel free to join our Patreon with the link in the link below. You can donate as little as one dollar per month, or as or as much as ten dollars per month for the noble tier. However generous you feel like being, and you too can nerd out with all of us. And there's all there's almost always someone on the Discord to nerd out with, so you're in good company. Yes, yes, yes. Always fun, always fun. Happy to have everyone. This episode coming out around Christmas time, you said. Uh. Like the Roughly. second week of Christmas, something like that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. We're a happy Honda Days family. Mm-hmm. All right. Is everyone all good? And we're all kind of dead tired given it's almost three o'clock in the morning. Amen. All right. No, it's two o'clock for me. Oh, if this was okay. a work day, I'd have to get up in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> up for 24 hours straight. All right, my man. Makes you feel any better. My kids are going to be up in three hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Sam. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get let's all go to bed before kids get up. Hey, bartender. Close the bartender. Uh, oh, shit. Bartender's dead, too. Well. Okay. Ray. I think we need to go find another bartender. Yeah, who are we going to leave in charge of the tavern while we're gone? It's me. I'll be okay, we'll let the Nurgle demon stay. Club, <laughs> you can stay too. Watch, watch the Nurgle demon. Check, check Slap wow. and make sure he's awake. I've got questing to do. i got to drink that lake water. <laughs> you can drink my bath, bath water. water. Right. Well, you go, to, you go towards the bath water. Ray and I will just kind of Go the opposite direction while we look for a new bartender. It's my bathwater. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you, bye.